Hey everyone, it's Brad Petty back again. I work for NPI Entertainment and today I am sitting down with Matt Vance from the Sunrise Jones. Matt Hello. is the guitarist for one of, if not the best bands in town, aka the Sunrise Jones, and another band too that we're going to talk about. Actually, almost like three bands and we're going to talk about all of them. But I wanted to start out with the Sunrise Jones. That is the band that we work with quite a bit at MP Entertainment. Um, they play a lot of our different events, ranging from corporate uh, galas to weddings to festivals and even some club nights. So I wanted to sit down with Matt and kind of pick his brain and get some more info about the band out to people who may not be familiar with you guys. Great. Uh, my name is Matt Vance. Um, I play lead guitar and sing a bit of backup vocals uh, in the Sunrise Jones. And there are four other members. Uh, bass guitar is Adam Christian. Drums percussion is Dan Jankowski. Lead singer is David Hamilton. And keys and uh, um, guitar as well, kind of utility guys, um, Mike Murray. And Dave also plays keys as well. We kind of kind of hop in wherever we we can make the sound or make the song sound the way they should, you know. How did you guys come up with that name, the Sunrise Jones? It's kind of a funny story. Um, <laughs> and it kind of, if you think of it, it's like one of those names that kind of has multiple meanings. Yeah. And people try to dissect it and stuff like that. And I think right. that's kind of the fun of name, band names in general. I've never Googled it. I've never Googled <laughs> it. Either. No. Well, I'll tell you the story, uh, um, the lead singer, um, Dave, uh, he worked at a place years ago and a woman who used to come into the store, her name was Sunrise Jones oh, and wow. he was playing in other bands at the time. And he just said, said, he's like, I'm going to name a band that one day. And that's who, that's where the name. That's is. pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but at the same time there, you know, it's kind of like whatever you want it to mean kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there's other kind of meanings you could read into it you know so is you know, she at sunrise or you know a long night or whatever it may be is, but is she like your number one fan does she come to every event uh no that's she's not but i will say this when we first got together um back in like the probably the first summer after we got together back in 2013 um she we were playing a show in geneva on the lake because that's where dave's from is geneva on the lake yep and uh, I forget exactly where we were playing. But after we were done playing, she was at the show. And she came up and said, hey, your band's name is my name. <laughs> like, what a cool And when you guys become famous, I want some royalty or something. You know what I mean? And she came up and we took a picture with her. And Dave hadn't seen her in years. And it was just kind of a funny gag. I haven't seen her since then. That was six years ago. Bro. That's amazing. Yeah, I know, right? So the Sunrise Jones, for those who don't know, is a cover band, a really, really good cover band. So when you guys first got together, were you like, hey, we want to start a cover band? Or were you guys like, we want to be an original band, and then you started doing covers? Or how'd that work? We had played around um, for years in other bands, mostly original bands, you know, but original bands play cover music, too. You know, right. they, they might do their own spin on it or, or yeah. um, whatever it may be. And this was kind of a combination of multiple different bands. Like one project ended and another one kind of was fizzling out and then we kind of got together to make a long story short. 
like that. And I think the idea was that we wanted to pay homage to the stuff that influenced us, you know, but we wanted to do it with a little more intention and, you know, and attention to detail right. than typical cover band would do on the circuit. And um, a lot of technicality. I think the idea was, but we want, we wanted to do a variety over many, many different decades. Um, you know, 50s, 60s, all the way to the present. Uh, rock and roll, Motown, 80s, what, so on and so forth. Um, but we really wanted to, you know, ma maintain true to the integrity of the track. And if we couldn't pull it off, you know, we, uh, we just wouldn't do it. So we were kind of doing, but we also wanted to do songs that were not the lowest hanging fruit, you know, right. like stuff that you might not hear, like the next, the next song or so on the list of like, you know. What I like is that you guys will perform a song and it sounds so close to the original, but you'll also make it your own. So yeah. sometimes you see a cover band and it's almost like listening to the CD and it's kind of boring. It's like almost too polished. Right. You guys, you guys are, are polished and do a really good job of, of representing the original, but you put a, a little twist on it and, and a little grit and make it your own. Yeah. Um, that kind of just, sometimes things just happen like the magic, like, you know, lightning in a bottle, you know, lightning strikes kind of just some magic happens and we went in, um, like we're gonna learn these songs faithfully, you know? Yeah. Um, but then when we got together and started playing them, we just learned where to push and where to pull with like, okay, this is the parts that need to stay faithful, but then we can take a little liberties here. And I think that kind of came from the fact that we all were originally in original bands, you right. know what I mean? So we took that spirit of being an original musician into the cover band world. And we've heard that before like at many of the different stuff that we, different shows we played, the Beatles, so we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But um, is that it's like we're seeing, it's, it's almost like we're seeing a band, an original band play the covers. In a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, and also Dave does a, and, and I should get him on here someday, but Dave does a great job of, um, he can make his voice sound like these different singers. Yeah, he has so an like, ability. He has an ability. It's, to it's really, crazy. Like yeah. it could be Michael Jackson or it could be um, John Lennon, and it's like he's yeah. just like him. It's really insane that he can. But he's still. You know what the thing about Dave is? Is he still retains himself, right? Which yep. is really the magic. And uh, I, I, I don't even know if you can teach it. I just think it just it just is one of those things where something good just happened when we got together and started and started doing it, you know? Right. So you guys started in 2013. I know now uh, working with you. So, so the Sunrise Jones are a band on my roster at MPI Entertainment. So I book Matt and his band quite a bit. Um, I know you guys are busy because I'm always hitting you up asking about dates. How many, so from 2013 to now, how many events are you doing a year? Oh man, you know, it's amped up. It, we kind of took the trajectory of a typical business, you know, the three to five year kind of thing. Yep. Um, and we really had to, if you go back to the beginning when we got together, we, we kind of charted a course and it was like, okay, we're just going to play clubs. What do we need to play clubs? How much music do we need? Right. <laughs> you need like 50 songs to right. play like a, a three set club. And so we literally rehearsed twice a week, three hours a day for three months to play our first show. 
at a place called Kicks. In wait, Jamaica. wait, hold, hold on. Two axes. <laughs> wait, wait, twice a week. Wait, repeat that because I, I work with a lot of new bands and I encourage we, them to rehearse. We recorded every Tuesday, or we record. I'm sorry. We rehearsed every Tuesday and Thursday for minimum, like between, let's say on average, three hours each rehearsal for three months just to learn enough songs to play our first club show, which is three sets. It's like a four-hour time slot, really, is what it is. It's and nine to one or something. And when you got there for that gig, did you guys feel like you were ready to go? We were nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> we were nervous as hell. But you know what? It went up. But it, but it's like you had this feeling after we got done. It was like, okay, we, we might have something. You know, actually, we recorded those early rehearsals, and we used to listen to them back. And I was like, man, I think we might have something. Right. Like, I really... And it was just like, now we just need to convince other people we, they, you know, they believe what we already know. You know right. what I mean? Sure. It was, it's the feeling we had. We knew we it's a feeling like when you know you're, you're beginning on a journey, you know you're pointed in the right direction. That's, that's what it felt. Okay. And so, so you do weddings and you do corporate events and you do nightclubs or like what I call night, it might be like a restaurant. It might be house of blues. Um, yes. Actually, and while we're talking about it, let's talk about Music Box because um, I saw you guys do your Beatles brunch there, and this is a big part of your band too. So you guys have a whole separate, pro like it's it's the the same band, but you guys are like a Beatles. Would you say cover versus tribute? Tribute, it, like it, kind it, of. Makes it, you know what we are. You know what we are. We're 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 a Beatles appreciation. Okay. We don't dress up like them. We don't do the accents. We just go out and play the music the way it was intended to be played. Because a tribute band generally like is in costume, right? Yeah, we don't, we don't, we, we had, we, you know, we came to that fork in the road at the beginning after we did, you know, maybe we should, you know, should, what, what direction should we take? And we decided to, to veer off to, you know, I can wear that, I can wear whatever on stage. It doesn't, you know, casual, but, but it really helps focus on the music. That's what we I like that. Really appreciates. It's about the music. It's about staying true to these timeless classics, which is pretty much every song they've ever written. <laughs> so right. when I saw you guys for the first time, it was like seeing a really good indie rock band pulling off Beatles songs like perfectly. I mean, I was like, I took my wife and I mean, we had goosebumps. Like again, back to Dave sort of, morphing into these different people like one minute he sounds like paul one minute he sounds like john and then you know with you guys playing i mean it was amazing yeah it's it's it, naturally i think he sounds more like john but he can pull off any of them very but even george he can pull them off really really well a yeah. woman did come up to come up to him after a show he told me and and she was like when you sang let it be i just closed my eyes and i thought and i got to hear what let it be would sound like if john Lennon same song, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's it really, but it's just it's it's sometimes you got it, sometimes you sometimes you got it. I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely got it. Yeah, he definitely has. It. So let's talk about okay. So you guys have the Beatles brunch. Um, you're a cover band. You play music from a bunch of different decades. Tell our viewers. Can you name some of the songs that you play just so they can get an idea of of your range of 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 classics that you guys cover? Yeah, Motown stuff, uh, Temptation stuff, 
uh, signed, sealed, delivered, uh, Van Morrison, uh, The Doors, Floyd, Pink, a lot of 80s, a lot of Billy Idol, Aha, Guns N' Roses. Um, we do 90s stuff, like Sublime. What kind of dictated our learns after we had this base was these brands that formed, like, oh, they want to do 80 shows. So we just hammered down and started learning tons of 80s stuff. You know what I mean? Or, oh, someone wants us to do a Queen show. I was just about to so, say. You've yeah, so we Queen. learned, like, five or six, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, and I Want to Break Free, and, uh, you know, um, Fat Bottom Girls. And, and so that's kind of where the demand's been for the shows is what is dictated. But the spirit of it came from us going in being like, we're going to learn a variety of stuff from signed, sealed, delivered to the classic rock, like you know, um, Allman Brothers, The Doors, Pink Floyd, Beatles, to the 80s new wave stuff and rock, ACDC, right. to Weezer, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Sublime, Beck, and then Bruno Mars, CeeLo, and Outkast, and, you know, uh, and on and on, really. Uh, Jet, White Stripes, things of that nature. I mean, we really have... How often, that level. Yeah. how often do you hear a song and you guys are like, all right, we got it. We got to learn this. And Michael Jackson. Sorry. I gotta put that in. Yeah, you, guys, you guys are good with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like how often do you hear a song and you're like, oh, we got to learn this. This is going to be big. Yeah. We, we've gotten to the point where the catalog's pretty good. You know what I mean? And now it's yeah. just little ads here and there. You know, we added, we, we do medleys now. That's kind of a new thing. Yeah. Because sometimes there's parts of songs that are fantastic. Right. Um, but like they just, in a wedding, for instance, speaking to your wedding clients, like they want hard, bam, 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 like, you know, hitting, right? Well, it's so like it's a like, DJ. It's like a DJ. Want, yeah, exactly. So we put together an 80s medley that's eight plus minutes long that has the great parts from Rebel Yell and White Wedding. And, um, um, what else is in there? I can't even, I'm, I'm blank. Oh, Prince. We do a lot of Prince. 1999. Let's go create. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we cherry pick and we splice them together like a DJ creatively. So you get that full experience. You know, that's kind of where we, we've, we've started to, to evolve is like the flow of our shows and keeping the dance floor packed and, and knowing the crowd. Right. But we also realize there's some things that are just out of our wheelhouse. Like we don't do any country. Um, and we don't, uh, and there's just a couple, like some are, we don't do a lot of R&B stuff. You know, it just doesn't, it's just not our identity, but we'll DJ that for you if you want. I mean, we have that capability too. So sometimes you get all the, the you know, the best of both worlds. You get this live band that plays everything from Motown to, um, to some oldies, classic rock, 80s, uh, 90s R&B and, and whatever else. And then anything in between, we're happy to DJ. So how do you, you say you would DJ it? How does that work when you guys are performing? Well, we, pl we playlist it pretty much. So you we'll, mean we'll, so like during dinner you'll play it or whatever? Well, during, like, if we, if we play our, the break in between our two okay. lines or something like that, we'll have a, a whole thing of requests and, you know, we'll be thoughtfully, yeah. Yeah, so a typical, a typical wedding setup is we get there a couple hours before. It takes about a good two-hour setup or something like that to, get everything set up, get sound checked, find, you know, the location and, and stage all our stuff the way we should. Um, and then there'll be cocktail hour and we'll, and if there's, and if it makes sense, if it's in the same room, we'll DJ cocktail, appropriate cocktail music and then dinner music. 
and then typically they'll have the dances and we DJ those dances and we DJ those because there's just an inherent closeness to those songs, you know, and yeah. some of them are very personal to people, you know, sure. and they're just not in our, uh, they're just, you know, there's just, it's, it's just, we found, we found that DJing them just checks those boxes better for people. Right. And it also offers continuity with the night. So we'll have one, two, or three DJ songs. And then immediately after that, you know, the bride and groom are out on the dance floor or the parents or whatever. And then we just drop the hammer right then and there. And it just <laughs> kicks right off into the live show. And right. it just is seamless. And it just makes sense, you know. And I've just been playing weddings for years knowing that this is just what works. We've done it other ways. And this is ideally the best way to do it. A little tidbit about our Beatles shows for those who haven't been to them is it's almost like a history lesson too. Right. You know, so Dave gets up there and we play songs and then he gives interesting facts. You know, he talks about how the song was written, you know, um, uh, you know, who wrote for one, who wrote it, you know, what was happening in their lives at the time like where, you know, the Beatles were, were kind of quirky. You know, they're really quirky. Sure. Paul would have a dream and wake up and write a song. You know what I mean? Like, I really so, like that part of the show. Yeah, I mean, and exactly. Cool. And, 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 and so my point is, um, is there's a love of that. So that all came into us learning our craft with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, understanding like, oh, what, what effects, what effects are they using um, on these? Sure. What, what effects are they using uh, on these guitars or how are they getting this? this keyboard sound or, you know, you read up on the history, oh, this is how they recorded these drums and how can I transfer that in the live setting? Well, I'll just go and look up when I was learning all these songs, like, thank God for YouTube. But I, <laughs> I mean, thank God for YouTube, because I was like, you know, it was like a tour to force learning three songs a week or more, you know, and onto the next and onto the next and trying to remember it. But, you know, watching a live version and incorporating their like, we'll come back and be like, man, how do they do that live? Like, that's clearly studio-driven. Right. And then you go and watch it live, and like, oh, that's creative. And so sometimes we'll incorporate the way, you know, Peter Gabriel played Sledgehammer live. We'll incorporate some of those tricks in our, in our version. Because if it's good enough for Peter Gabriel, it should be good enough, you know, <laughs> for the Sunrise Jones, you know. Or we'll just kind of come up with something. So there are a lot of influences. And, there, and I have a lot of, I have a lot of modern, personally, I have a lot of modern influences that are not in our camp. Who are your influences? Uh, I would say the, you know, I, I was really influenced by, um, by uh, Radiohead. A lot okay. by Radiohead and their guitar playing. And we actually, we, we used to play Creep back in the day and when we did a couple like that. Um, I grew up in the, you know, like really got into music in the grunge era. Yeah. That dates me on that, but, uh, that, that's like when you know when you're a kid when you just and then you that just happens to be the music you grip onto first and you start obsessing over it was grunge for me you know and then i worked my way backwards you know through right. hendrix and the right. Beatles and, and the classics of you know like that and then i came back like later to new wave and i, I really i always really loved radiohead and i always really loved um like amy's new wave you know, New Order and Tears for Fears yep. and, uh, and bands like that. I was just watching um, Peaky Blinders. I just kind of binge watched it and uh, they play Radiohead in, in, uh, in some of those uh, episodes, which was cool. 
yeah, I hadn't heard Radiohead in a while, and I used to listen to Radiohead all the time. And I was like, oh man, I pulled out my uh, Spotify and, and liked a few songs just to go revisit them. Yeah, I just did that too because I binged. Uh, I've been watching Ozark. Oh yeah, um, I hadn't watched it in the last episode of, or not the last episode of the first season, but one of the last, like the third or fourth, when they come to the lake, it's a Radiohead song that okay. they're playing in the background. And I was like, oh my God, that's a great song for this like scene. You know what I mean? And I went back and it's weird. It's like, you know, you have favorite bands, but you don't always listen to them every day. Like right. that is just, but then you listen to it and it just takes you back to that time. You know, what, that, what did, did you finish Ozark? I just, just the first season. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I was gonna say third season, last episode ends with an amazing song, but I'm not gonna spoil. It. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. <laughs> you know, you know what else covered Radiohead a lot was uh, Westworld, but they did these kind oh. of piano ver- these different versions. You know what's funny is I um, created a playlist in uh, my Spotify, and the first song is that piano, one of those piano versions of Radiohead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, um, I have a love true true love waits or whatever um actually i'm gonna pull it up real quick um piano version christopher something i don't know how to pronounce his name but it's it's fake plastic trees and it's uh ramen jawadi i think okay i think who's a classical composer and um really good yeah oh it's amazing it's super cool to hear their stuff broken down yeah so Uh, i recently over the last maybe five years or so um, really just dove headfirst into like the indie psychedelic uh, genre, which is like, like Impala. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, all these other bands, like there's a hundred of them. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Bro- Brian, Jonestown, Brian Jonestown Massacre? Can I tell you, I've been listening to Brian Jonestown Massacre like nonstop for the last few weeks. I love Brian Jonestown Massacre. I love the Dandy Warhols. I yeah. love, you know, that kind of, it has like a 60s vibe you know, mm-hmm. to it. They're like great. They were great revivals. Did know? you watch their uh, documentary? Dig or whatever it's called. Yeah, dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's <laughs> he, he he DJed um, Anton from Brian Jonestown Jonestown Massacre. DJed one of my parties at a club I was managing. Really? Yeah. I, I but he seemed like a trip in that documentary. I'm sure. Shout out to the Grog Shop, Kathy at the Grog Shop, who's good friends with Anton. Um, really. And she, uh, he was playing upstairs at the grog shop. I was managing the B side downstairs, and she set it up after party. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Did you talk to him? Yeah, I hung out with him. Cool. You guys have another band, and all the same members, but a completely different sound. Uptight Sugar. Right. Uptight Sugar. It, it's our original project. Kind of an alternative psych rock band. Dave has kind of one of his quotes once. It's like it's like a modern take on psychedelia. If if D Light and Pink Floyd had a baby, <laughs> that yeah. would be uptight sugar. You know, it's like a modern take on psychedelia with a groove. Like it's very groove. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what he how he described it one time, which was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that that formed um, kind of around the same time, I guess. It just the Sunrise we were kind of doing both, but the Sunrise Jones, um, uh, you know, took precedent in the evolution, I think you could say, but Uptight was always there, and um, we've been doing that pretty vigorously for the last, 
four years, three or four years. Yeah. You uh, have a couple two, EPs. I was going to say two, at least two EPs, right? Or, or Yeah, we have, we have two EPs. Um, first one is Under Blue Light. That came out in 2018, January 2018. And then the second one was I'm Okay, You're Okay. That came out in July um, of last year, 2019. Two singles, Crawl, which was on I'm Okay, You're Okay. And then a single we came out in December called Fell For You. And we have another single coming out at the end of this month. So this is something that people watching this can, they can go to Spotify or Apple music or whatever, and actually listen to this, this project of yours. Yeah, absolutely. Uptightsugar.com. Um, and speaking of with sun, the sunrise Jones.com as well. All our videos are there. All the, yep. that'll be in the link. I'm sure. But um, uptightsugar.com. Uh, we're streaming on all, all the sites, Spotify, Apple music, Bandcamp, you know, Amazon, whatever it may be. We're, we're up there, YouTube channel, follow us, like us, Instagram. Get the and good. Uptight Sugar, um, would you say that Uptight Sugar performs at different events and venues than the Sunrise Jones? Um, yeah, uh, we, you know, it's a different circuit for cover bands right. than original bands. Um, and some of them overlap, like we do the Beatles, brunches and the classic rock anthem shows and uh we've done a beatles show at beach Lynn ballroom before um but we've done those other ones at music box and we've also played as uptight sugar at music box as well uh for a couple events and we've played at beach Lynn ballroom and tavern as uptight sugar as well but for the most part it's grog shop uh may halls um we played, uh, we did our uh, single release in January at Stella's, which is a newer place down yep. there by the stadium. Um, yeah. So somebody who might've seen Sunrise Jones at a wedding, at a corporate event, whatever, if they go see Uptight Sugar, they're gonna see the same great musicianship, but they're gonna see or yeah. hear original songs. It's a, Yes, it's a totally different experience. Um, right. But in a way we still bring the same kind of fire, which is that, that dedication to the live show and our dedication to our craft. Right. Um, it's a, it's a totally different experience. Um, you know, influences it's, you know, it's, it, they go hand in hand. Um, nothing was isolated. I don't think we, we learned and are still learning so much from playing uh, on the cover circuit and then sunrise Jones. We just learned so much about the musicians uh, perfecting yep. our craft. Like, I, as a guitar player, I, you just can't help but learn when you cover and learn songs from 50 years worth of music. Like, it's and, like, and like some of the best songs. And some of the best songs by the most timeless rock hall, you know, <laughs> rock legends or pop <laughs> legends, rock and pop legends. And, um, and you're learning all about the music too. Like, who right. Like, uh, the, the effects, the tones, like every decade has a different tone. And what happens is you take that and bring that into your own compositions and all the stuff you read, all the stuff you learned, and it just inherently makes your music better. And it's more than I could have ever have done if I would have sat down and said, I'm going to try to be a better musician. Like I, I just, I'll, I've joked before, like I just sit in my room and learn Radiohead covers all day, which is great, <laughs> which is great. I love that. I've done that, but it's not going to really broaden the palette. 
you know right. what I mean? Sure. As much as if you learn everything from Billy Idol to Bruno Mars to Michael Jackson to Queen to Prince, Beatles, you know, so on and so forth. For sure. um, it just, it's just, uh, you know, to replace it, really. Are there any other bands in town that you want to um, recommend people check out? Maybe original bands that you guys are into or that you guys play with or, or support or friends with? Yeah, there's, you know, there's a handful and they're, they're pretty visible on the, on the scene. Um, we've had an opportunity to play with, with some good bands as of late. We did Bright Winter uh, the last two years, but we had a really great slot um, on the main stage this year back in February when we were all playing shows and we were all, when we're all uh, out Back there, remember, remember in, the days. <laughs> in the good old days where we left our house and interacted with people. So, um, so just in case you're watching this in like 10 years, it is, uh, what is today? April 9th. 8th, April 8th? 8th, April 8th, 2020. We're in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus. Everybody is staying home. Um, we've, uh, Matt's actually still going to work. You're going to work, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still going to work. Matt has to go to work. I've been home for a month, still working, but in my house. And um, there's no events going on. There's not, you know, everything's shut. The country, the world is pretty much on pause right now. So when we talk about the good old days, we're talking about events that we used to do. And hopefully we'll get back to you pretty soon. So, Yes, it's definitely made us uh, all in the entertainment and, and artist creative space um, rack our brains on how to connect and be more creative. That's for sure. What are you, are you guys doing anything right now to kind of stay in touch with your fans and, and, you know, stay visible and. Yeah, we're filming a handful of, um, we're, we're getting into doing some, uh, some like, you know, kind of bringing people into our space, like maybe some tutorial videos, like under the hood, like this is how we got these tones in this yeah. song or Dave's been doing a couple, uh, he's, he's filming a few, um, uh, acoustic piano, like a lot of our songs, they're, they're, you know, um, they have like an electronic influence and groove and rock and whatnot, but he wrote a lot of them on piano. Um, and so taking them down to just their bare bones and recording some stuff, um, we're doing that. So we're going to be posting that coming up here. Uh, we, he just did one for the summit, uh, the 330.net thing that yeah. we're going to get up there in a second. And, uh, and um, we're going to get a, get on a, a live stream here in a little bit and get him maybe doing 15 to 30 minutes. It's challenging because we're not getting together personally. You're right. right. Uh, we're, we're kind of distancing ourselves. So we're kind of doing everything over the phone, making plans, recording stuff on our own writing. We're writing a lot, game planning. So there's all that. But, sure. Uh, yes, it's a time to stay in front of people. Um, but you were saying... Uh, yeah, I cut, sorry, I cut you off. Why, no, don't you give cool. a, why don't you give a shout out to at least three, three bands that you think, um, you know, obviously we're all kind of like in, in similar circles and we know all the, the, the hot bands and whatnot, but maybe somebody who doesn't go out and go to, you know, Stella's or Grog Shop or Beach Center or whatever, who should, who should people check out if, if they like you guys and they want to go see someone else? Yeah, you know, I'll just say some bands that we've had fun playing with and that I, and I respect and appreciate their style. We had the opportunity um, at our, our release show, we had uh, a band Spirit of the Bear was on right. there. Really talented young band. We played a handful of shows with um, Apostle Jones, 
Um, Mikey Silas heads that band up. I know Mikey. We had an opportunity to play with Window Dogs a couple times, and that was a lot of fun. Um, we played on their release show, and uh, and then they played on ours. Uh, just a shout out to um, Michelle Goff for doing that virtual shows Cleveland thing. Um, she plays in Mimi Arden. Yep. Um, I saw their release show. That was awesome. And a whole bunch of other locals participated in that. Ray Flanagan, and a whole bunch of others. So Greg uh, Kirby and those other guys. Yep. So it's been a coming together for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think when we all get through this, um, music scene will be tighter. The, uh, the, the, the professional event scene will be tighter. There's going to be a renaissance for sure. And I think everyone's going to go out well, let's and perform everything. <laughs> let's let's plan a party i want to be there when i want to be there when that happens for sure yeah, right um yeah but if, if you like the sunrise jones i i uh i'd invite you to come out and, and listen and, and then when we're playing shows again to come out and see uptight sugar but in the meantime stream stream our stuff or uh you can listen to it for free on youtube as well um, when everything's back open cool. again the beatles brunch is when when does that take place uh, it's on Sundays from noon to two. And it's doors a, are at 11. It's from noon to two. It's once a month. It's the last. It's, it it's, it's, never, it's never a set weekend. Okay. okay so just watch the music box calendar. You can see that. Follow us. Follow Sunrise Jones. Uh, Sun, follow the, our Instagram, Facebook. TheSunriseJones.com. Mm -hmm. UptightSugar.com. Mm -hmm. Sunrise Jones on the, the socials. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And our YouTube page. And yeah. Same with Uptight Sugar. Okay, cool. Any last words? Anything else you want to shout out or tell anyone? Uh, no, just thanks for having me on. This was fun. It's, it's good to, it's good to connect. And I love talking about, love talking about what I love to do. So yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. Well, thank you for joining me. And uh, this is episode two in this new uh, Zoom interview series I'm doing. I look like I have the same outfit on as the first uh, episode, but that's because I wear black t-shirts every day and black hats. So totally different outfit. Uh, <laughs> it's the same. A lot. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.